Good afternoon and welcome to today's episode of The Crime Shop. Natasha Alex Carter case takes twist. Extremists attack electrical grids and TikTok cooking trends. A reader writes in. Welcome to this weekend's edition of The Crime Shop. Missing Natasha Alex Carter. And what many are calling a surprise twist, the case of missing Natasha Alex Carter has taken a new turn. The prime suspect, a 23-year-old, happens to be Natasha's mother, Susan Gale Carter, is no longer the prime suspect. That's right, according to West Virginia State Police, who collected new evidence, it suggests that both Susan and her daughter mysteriously disappeared at the same time, but not at the hands of Susan, you see. Natasha went missing, who was also known by her middle name Alex, was 10 when she and her 41-year-old mother Susan disappeared on the 8th of August 2000, shortly after they moved in with Susan's new husband. Well, there you go. According to the West Virginia State Police, this case was originally reported as Susan Carter having kidnapped Natasha Carter, but over the course of this investigation, it has been determined that both Susan Carter and Natasha Carter are and have been missing since the 8th of August 2000, and that they vanished at the same time and vanished at the hands of another. Now, the new evidence led police to the home of Larry Del Webb, which was Susan's last known residence. The FBI said in a statement that they were able to identify and recover additional forensic evidence related to this investigation, but the FBI declined to divulge details about what was collected or what prompted the search warrants. Terry Lilly, who is the caretaker of Larry Del Webb, allowed news outlets into the house after police were finished and pointed them to sections of drywall and flooring that had been removed by the FBI. Let us all hope that this case is finally put to rest and that the right suspect has been caught. Extremists trying to attack our nation's electrical grids. Extremist groups are among those targeting the electricity network, exposing the reporting gaps between the state and federal agencies that oversee its security, which puts America at risk. Now, back in February, two neo-Nazi extremists were busted trying to take our, trying to take out Baltimore's power grid. The chair of the state's Public Service Commission at the time, Jason Starnack, said that Maryland regulators had been caught flat-footed because they had not heard a word about anything from law enforcement before the news about it actually broke, and to make matters worse, the lack of communication lasted months afterwards, which is huge. If you've ever worked in the legal system here in the United States, I was a I was a probation officer, PO for a time, and a court clerk as well. There are huge gaps within law enforcement, and there are huge gaps between those agencies and regulatory agencies. So if you can imagine 
you know, the FBI, someone at the federal level noticing an extreme, an extremist group is planning an attack on an electrical grid or they try it. And then there's a lack of communication between them and local and state law enforcement and regulatory groups it happens across the board. And it spells really bad news for the United States. Now, the defendants in the case, according to prosecutors, alleged that they were driven by racially motivated hatred, which drew them to that particular area because it was one of the most largely populated African-American communities. So naturally, they were trying to wreak havoc and create chaos and mayhem and panic and all kinds of bad things. But the lack of communication, you see, from all of the agencies together are creating an even worse problem that creates a blind spot and before you know it something really bad is going to happen somewhere and until these agencies agree to get the shite together this is going to be problematic and as we all well know the federal government is very slow to react to certain things such as this so it might boil down to an outright attack before anything is actually done. I mean, it's going to be pretty goddamn catastrophic before the feds and the local agencies and all the regulatory agencies pull their heads out of their arses. TikTok cooking trends. A couple of weeks ago, I had a reader write in. And he was just horrified with not just the cooking trends. This is how his letter started. Jason writes, Dear Miss Clark, I'm not sure if you are on TikTok, but it is a dangerous place for the uneducated or the undereducated. It is rife with gadgets, life hacks, new products, and cooking trends that are irresponsible and dangerous. Well, yes, Jason, I am on TikTok and have seen much of what you just described. Jason goes on to write, I caught my teen daughter this past week attempting to purchase this tooth whitening shit that is purple. The video I saw depicted this purple crab cleaning a badly stained toilet. Of course, I stopped the purchase before my card was run, but what can we do? Anything, can we do anything about these dangerous and crazy influencer trends on TikTok? I fear what could have happened to using toilet bowl cleaner in her mouth. Well, to answer you, Jason, yes, yes, and yes, I have seen that ad myself. And here is what I can tell you. Unless you purchase the product and it, one, fails to do what it says it will do, or two, severely hurts or kills someone, there's very little that one can do about ads like this one. You can try to go after the influencers, but very little, if anything, can be done as they are protected unless great harm is caused by the product. A very well-known attorney, Spencer Sheehan of Great Neck, Long Island, is very well known for bringing about lawsuits that center around false advertising, specializing in consumer protection, class action lawsuits. I follow these cases Spencer brings forth, and I can tell you that you have to have a reason to bring about a lawsuit with regards to advertising more so than you feel it would be dangerous to put in one's body. You need to prove the danger or some sort of damage that has been caused to you, or in this case, your teen daughter. Look, mate, I have a very good friend who's using the product Huel, a meat supplement program that is running ads all over TikTok and Facebook. 
It states that it's 100% vegan. And whilst I have not run through the list of ingredients, the amount of sodium in each serving alone should be cause for one to think twice about using the product much. Now, my friend who's using it is using it for weight loss. And that person is using it multiple times a day, which is incredibly dangerous when you look at the preservatives and the amount of sodium in this product. It is absolutely horrendous. And no meal replacement should be utilized to eat more than once a day unless you are lost in the wilderness or in a blizzard or something. It should not be an ongoing habit. People use this product and they're not warned about it. What I usually tend to tell people who ask, before you buy anything because you saw an influencer touting its benefits, do your research. That's right. Research the fuck out of the product. Ask a doctor, ask a dietitian or nutritionist. If you are purchasing something for your skin, hair or teeth, ask a ask a doctor, a cosmetologist, a dentist, research it before you buy it. The number one thing many of these brands rely on is our lack of interest when it comes to researching a product, its ingredients, user reviews, the pros and the cons of the product. They know many are watching, the many who are watching are actually looking for convenience. So they're very unlikely to research the product. And mate, you've got to research anything that you see an influencer advertising. Jason continues, some of the cooking trends and recipe ideas seem really dangerous and not at all safe for consumption. How is this even legal to post such garbage? But this is a tricky one, Jason. I quite agree that I have seen a lot of nightmarish recipes or hacks on TikTok. And all that I can say is eat or beware, right? Some on TikTok make fun of the bad cooking. Some are serious cooks or are trying to take a shortcut. Some are just gross all the way around. And any reasonable individual such as you or myself would understand that if I choose to recreate a recipe that I have seen on TikTok, it is pretty much up to me to make sure that the food is cooked properly. And that's the bottom line of it, right? That said, however, I have seen some pretty frightening things such as, but not limited to, boiling meat with no seasoning, hamburger and chicken, totally <laughs> frying food that should never be deep fried in, mix, in the mixing of uncooked raw ingredients with food that is already prepared, such as guacamole, mayo, sour cream, all mixed together, then cooked together, utilizing potato chips to get a super crunchy texture to fried foods undercooking meat, then mixing it with other ingredients and recooking it, overcooking food so badly that you get thirsty just watching the video, and the overuse of pre-made mixed foods, pre-made pre -made grocery store mixed seasoning packets, you know, like the type for chili or ranch dressing, the, the powder. Those are full of preservatives and sodium. I've seen a man fry a chicken, a whole chicken, a whole bloody fucking chicken, ladies and gentlemen, in a hotel, and he dumped the trash out of the hotel trash can and used that to fry his chicken. And when he ripped it open to eat it and he was eating it, it was still pink inside. That is a bacteria heaven waiting to happen right there. 
Now, there's a reason that most cooks do not mix everything together for like one pot cooking when it is uncooked, most of which involves the proper seasoning and the proper cooking technique on all of the foods before combining them together. But the bigger reason is that by combining certain uncooked foods with other types of foods that are cooked or already pre-prepared, you can, you can create a foodborne bacteria which could make people sick. And the bigger problem is that many of these foods which combine milk, sour cream, guac, eggs, some cheeses, just to name a few, those should never be reheated. After you've already cooked and served that poison to someone, you should not reheat it. You've already overcooked the most fragile part of the ingredients. And the process of refrigeration and reheating could spell disaster for anyone eating it. Now, if you study the evolution of eating and cooking trends, though, what we are witnessing on TikTok is a step back in time where you're in the 50s and 60s where everything came out of a can or a bag is full of heart-stopping, artery-clogging, and blood pressure-raising ingredients. What people want now is the least amount of effort, a ton of salt, fat, and very little prep time. Last but not least, the unsanitary way with which users are cooking on TikTok should tell you everything you need to know about before trying any recipe. Fake acrylic nails are my pet peeve. Ladies, glove up or stay the fuck out of the kitchen. You have no idea how much bacteria is living under those not properly washed fake goddamn nails. And that is all for today's episode of The Crime Shop. Tune in next week. We will be covering the likes of Donald Trump, which I haven't done in a while. I'm so looking forward to it. He called the people in Colorado who don't want him on the presidential ballot ballless individuals. Well, Donald, I've got a bone to pick with you because I am in Colorado. Until then, toodles, everyone. <laughs>